Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, everybody? Jimmy Kolb here, and welcome back to the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. Hello, everybody. We've got Season 1, Episode 3 of the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. I'm very glad you're here with me today. Uh, Today's episode is going to be just kind of about the upcoming competition I have in two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow. January 31st, I am competing, and I am super stoked about it. Uh, So really quick, before I get into the content, I like to talk about what's going on in my life, what's going on in my training, whatever and whatnot, uh, blase blase. Uh, Training is just immaculate. I, I, I wish I could convey just how much I love training. How much I love the sport. How much I I just have this passion for what I do. And I've never been able to say that with anything else in my life besides two things. Being married and my sport. You know, any job I've had, I've hated. I'm going to be honest with you. The military sucked dick. Belden Brick was fucking awful. Um, just, Stitches USA was a fucking nightmare working with the Amish. I mean, g- g- give me a break. But... My sport has always been there for me. For the last 16, almost 17 years, I've, I've had the sport. And I love this sport because it's equal for everybody. You know, a thousand pounds is a thousand pounds, no matter who the fuck you are, where you come from, or how much money you have, or whatever. The weights don't care. It's, the weights are non-biased <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, I love that. I love that. So, uh, anyway, um, training, like I said, is just immaculate it's always getting better uh if anybody knows me well or has listened to these podcasts in the past know that i don't take light days or light week i train heavy every single weekend and i'm continually pushing heavier weight or going down on boards like lower boards increasing reps something is always going up whether it's true weight Lower board heights or more reps is something. And I hit a big milestone today, but uh, I'm going to post that in my Patreon and let my patrons and my my members have the pleasure of watching that before I post it to Instagram. Uh, It was a very nice, it was a very good day. Uh, Very, very good. I actually broke out one of my oldest shirts, a relic really. It's almost 10 years old. Uh, Titan made me. A single ply grid stitch katana back in 2010 2011 era yeah they they you can get a single ply grid stitch I mean does it how effective is it really I don't know it's kind of cool it's a black katana with silver grid stitch um, at the time they're like well we never done that before I'm like well can you do it they're like yeah sure I mean so I don't know how many single ply grid stitches we have seen in the past but that's that is what I used today, and it was amazing, and it held up well, and good stuff. So, 
Um, yeah, like I said, today's episode is about the competition coming up in two weeks. I'm competing in the RPS Amy Richlack's competition. I only go to RPS meets um, along the East Coast if they're hosted by Amy Richlack. Because, for one, rest in peace, I loved Gene to death, and I love Amy. I love supporting them and being there. And I just have so much fun going to their meets. And here's the biggest thing. She has the best equipment. She's got the best benches, all right? Not some crappy ER rack garbage, which doesn't belong in a multiply federation anyway. Um, No Yankee janky benches with no face savers. No, she's got big honk-a-donk true benches that are designed for big fucking benches with face savers that extend like three and a half feet out. Amazing. And they're all green, which is kind of cool. So no, I love Amy Richlack's meets. I've gone to a lot of her meets in the past. Gene was the head judge to my 2014 Arnold Classic win when I benched 950. Um, I just, I, I I adore the Richlacks and what they've done for the sport. And what Amy is continuing on in the sport um, in place of Gene. I know they did it together, uh, but now that we lost Gene, unfortunately, she's taken over and she's doing a very good job with it, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions. So, competition coming up. So, what does it look like for me? What am I doing? Well, nothing has changed. Not a damn thing. I'm not even really thinking about it. It's very hard for me to sit here and kind of reiterate my thoughts and uh, mental fortitude right now just because I don't think about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not uh, thinking about the competition. I'm just thinking about next task at hand. And my next task at hand is the uh, back workout that I have tomorrow. I'm actually recording this uh, a little bit earlier than Monday, and my next workout is tomorrow morning. It's a bench-specific back day. I have three back days a week, and Sundays are my bench-specific days, days where I mimic the bench press with back movements, back movements that mimic the bench, rather, um, to train the back on the exact same plane as the bench and make the back stronger in that type of position. So that's that's what I'm thinking about next. I'm not even thinking about this meet. I'll think about the meet when I'm at the meet and it's time to compete. Um, so these next two weeks, you know, this is very, very close. I don't know how y'all do it uh, when you get when you're two weeks out from a meet, but uh, not, not a damn thing changes with me. I still work out six days a week, um, literally Saturday through Thursday. <laughs> I, I'm off on Fridays. That's nice. That's that's my weekend in reality. So nothing changes, like I said. Um, even the week of the meet, my last day in the gym is Thursday evening. Uh, doing back my my high volume lighter back day of the three. That's Thursday evening. Then I'm off on Friday. We're driving to the meet location and. That's it. And then, oh, got the weekend. And actually, my one of my training partners is doing her first meet ever. She's competing too. And uh, she's going to compete Saturday. So my attention is going to be on her and having to make sure she has a successful day. And and then uh, leave the venue if we choose. Fucking hang out at the hotel, eat, just binge, and just do normal shit. Just anything else we do on a, on a Saturday. Probably stay up till fucking... Midnight, 1 o'clock, like normal, because that's normal routine. If you can't tell, I'm a very routine individual. Nothing, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me 
for, you know, obviously we're in a hotel, we're not at home. Obviously we're in a different state, not in Virginia. Uh, you know, those things are different, but my routine is going to stay exactly the same. I'm going to fall asleep to the fucking TV, probably around midnight, one o'clock, get up at eight, nine, ten, where the fuck I feel like it, drive to the meet and lift big weights. That is my routine. It is not routine for me to come in the week of the meet, come in on Monday, and do a little sissy foo foo back or shoulder day, and then come in on Tuesday or maybe Wednesday at the latest, and do a sissy foo foo little 135 bench day, and do some pull downs, and do some light shoulders. And do some, and do some light curls. You see what I'm saying? That, and then rest. What, who the fuck? What? What? Rest? What? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then compete Sunday. I never fucking do that shit. I never do that. That is not routine. And if I do that, it's going to screw me the fuck up. Same thing happened to me when I did work. I mentioned Belden Brick as one of my former occupations that I fucking loathed. And yes, I worked at Belden Brick. Uh, it's a manufa- brick manufacturer in Northeast Ohio, and I believe right now they're the biggest manufacturer of brick in the country. They basically monopolized the industry. So they used to be the uh, standard of comparison, but if you buy everybody out, now you can make a garbage product and still charge a premium price for it, because who the fuck else are you going to go to, right? That's kind of what they're doing. Uh, the young the young Beldens kind of took over and changed the company around and took away took away 401ks and took away timeshare, took away overtime, you know, stuff like that. But when I was at Belden Brick, I was a piece worker. I moved brick for a living. So for every brick I moved, I got so much cents on the dollar. So the faster you could move, uh, the more money you got. You're on piecework. We're on the packaging department, the hardest goddamn job in the plant. Handling the finished fired brick that come out of the kilns and has cooled and putting it into jigs so it can be banded up and took away by the forklift to the loading dock and then put on trucks and sent to the customer. That was my, I was the last, we're the last guys to see the brick. So it's all not just putting brick in and saying bye bye, you have to sort them too. Get the bad ones out, get the ones that don't fucking look good. Cherries and cracks and the, the fucked up color and you know and crooked ones and stuff like that. You gotta get those motherfuckers out of there. So, very hard job. Very physically demanding. Very, very. There was so much pride in the job when you could do it correctly because it was so goddamn hard. And then of course the senior guys are fucking with the newbies. You know, making the speeding up the machine and watching somebody get buried in the back. So they can't get their brick in and hooting and hollering and running them off the line and they quit the next day. <laughs> That's building brick. If you're on the packaging line, you better be ready to fucking work and go a million miles a minute or you're going to get eaten by the fucking wolves. So my point of this story is about the whole me being a routine creature, a routine uh, organism. And I was on peace work for three years before I joined the military. And I got very, very used to doing that kind of work every day from 5.30 in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon with a half-hour lunch and I think two or three 15-minute breaks throughout the day. Um, so when you go, you're going for like two hours straight. I mean, there's, there's no let up. 
and I got very used to it. My body adapted. I adapted to the weird positions. You have to like bend over and pick up 30 pounds of brick at a time and going a million miles a minute and putting paper in and getting the bad ones out and making holes for the forklift and putting wood on top of that. Holy shit. It's all coming back to me now. Um, I got very used to that. If you physically could not do that shit for one day, if you were like, hey, Barney, my back is fucked. I couldn't sleep last night. I'm a wreck. Can I please have a call day? C-U-L-L, call day. Barney Bo, yep, just find somebody to replace it. Hey, you over there, just replace him for the day. Oh, shit, you know. You did a call day where you stood on the other side of the machine and you just pulled out calls, which is a bad brick. So if you get a bad brick, people put in these little cubbies on the jigs, and then it go, goes around the machine, obviously, to the other side, and you take those bad brick and throw them in hoppers, and they get taken out back to get taken away to get grinded down made into dust or whatever. So you had a call day. Very, very easy. You stood on the other side of the machine. You didn't throw brick. You just replaced wood. You replaced paper. You pulled calls. You just stood around, and you had an easy day getting paid the hourly rate, not the piecework rate. And uh, I would literally fall asleep standing up. It was the work. I and I, I like, hey Barney, can I, uh, can I actually just work the second half of the day on the lines? Like, no, nah, man, I can't. You know, I gotta let this guy finish out the day. I'm like, oh fuck, because I would fall asleep standing up. I was so in routine of going a million miles a minute all day every day that when I stopped going a million miles a minute, I would, I would, I would die. I, I would fucking, I would, I would become a zombie. Oh my God, man. It's, it's, it's like that classic, I mean, I'm too young, but it's like when you hear about the old timers um, slowing down when they get old or they quit their job or they quit lifting or whatever, and then they, they die when they, when they finally stop. That's kind of what it was when I was at Belden Brick. It's been that way my entire life. It took me quite a few years to figure it out, but that, that really screwed me up. So if we, for instance, had a Friday off for Christmas or a, a Monday off for Labor Day or something like that, and that fucked up my routine, I hated taking time off. I didn't take any vacation days my first two and a half years. I took some vacation time before I joined the military, but I couldn't. I hated taking days off because that fucked up my routine. So instead of having two days to rest and then come back and do that shit for five days in a row, three days rest come back and hit five days, screwed me up bad. That just, that, that, that sent a wrench through my fucking routine and just fucked everything up. I had to pick up the pieces and put it all back together. So that's my point of that whole spiel. Sorry if you didn't want to hear about my former occupation, but <laughs> uh, that, that's what I want you to get at is, is I am so routine. It, it might sound ludicrous that days, literally two days before a big competition, I'm still in the gym fucking slaying myself. But I have to. I have to do that. If I take it too easy, if I take time off, I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm not gonna have a good day at the competition. And that's where it all matters. You know, training is supposed to be hard. When you get to the competition it should be easy. You know. But uh I have to. I have to keep going a million miles a minute in order for me to stay in my routine and stay successful. So, and on that, speaking of the training, you know, I, I, I kind of take to uh, what Mickey told uh, Rocky, and I believe it was Rocky too, when he said that, uh, I don't know the entire quote, but he said, uh, 
for a 45-minute fight, you have to train for 45,000 minutes. 45,000. And he gave a certain amount of hours a day, seven days a week for so many weeks. Um, I forget now. But, uh, you know, that's what I always try to remind people is that training is supposed to suck. Training is supposed to be goddamn hard. And I see so many people getting this routine of just doing the same shit over and over and over and over again. And they, and they seem to never get anywhere, which, you know, by law of accommodation, of course they're not getting anywhere. They're doing the same shit over and over and over again for months and months and months and years on end. Training is supposed to be damn hard. When I get to the competition, I'm doing less work by far in total amount weight lifted and volume and reps than I ever do in training. I mean, the, the meat is, the competition's fucking easy. Like, yeah, you've got standards now, you've got commands and different environment and stuff like that, but the competition is cake compared to a normal Saturday for me. My Saturday, I threw up today. Again, god damn it, I threw up at the gym again today. Every time I I find myself challenging my CNS by either adding weight, adding reps, or going lower on boards, or all, a combination of all three of those things, my CNS gets overloaded, which is the point. Sometimes I throw up. Today was one of those days, and my three or four or five training partners can attest to that, if you ask them. So, uh, yeah, training is supposed to be damn hard. It's supposed to be hard, and that's why I love it. I love training. I absolutely love it. I love the challenge, and it's all a means to an end, the end being you stepping on the platform and delivering. So in order for me to deliver... I have to do what I, I know I need to do, and that's train like normal. Change nothing. Eat the same things. Don't change my diet up. Don't go out to a Texas roadhouse the night before and sodium load. Oh, my goodness. I did that so many damn times. Big mistake. I did that. That was a rookie mistake I made more than once. Many times. It's like, yeah, it's meat day. I get to treat myself. I'm going to go out and eat a 32-ounce steak from Texas roadhouse you know, medium rare. And then I get to my competition and my fingers are swollen and none of my equipment fucking fits. So I bomb out. (laughs) Now, let's say I did that every single Saturday or Friday night. I bench on Saturday. So every Friday night I went and had a steak and that was routine. Okay. But that's not my routine. My routine, even before the competition, say on my bench days, is to wake up, go to the gas station, get a rain or a NOS or something like that. Maybe Ruth, maybe a Twix or a Snickers, maybe all three. And that's my meal. That, that's what I eat before I lift. Guess what I'm doing on meat day? Same thing. So all in all, at the end of it at the end of it all, right? I'm I'm feeling very confident. I'm not talking numbers. I think I already told you guys that. I'm not discussing any numbers with you. Uh, I just want to deliver. I want to have a successful day. I want to have fun. If you're not having fun doing the sport, then I don't know I don't know why you're doing it. It can't just be pride alone. You got to enjoy it. I I think. I mean, I enjoy the shit out of it. If I didn't fully love it with all of my heart, I wouldn't be doing it. And if I and if I stop loving it someday, you'll know because I'll quit. I'll stop. Um but uh I did I did stop. I had a small hiatus for those short year and a half, 2 years right before I joined the military. Um, that was a different situation. That was not a lack of love for the sport. It was just a, it was different. It was a combination of things. So, um, 
Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm stoked. I haven't competed since last March, March 1st of 2020. It's tattooed on my fucking arm. I don't care if 2020 was the worst year in the world. Uh, it was a good year to me. I got a big bench. I got out of the fucking military. I got tattooed on my freaking arm. That year's going to be with me for the rest of my life. I, I had a ball in 2020. I loved it. It was good to me. Yeah, shit sucks. I mean, the shutdowns are bullshit and people are nuts, but what else is, you know, what else is new? Um, but this year I want to make a really good year and I'm starting it off the first month of the year, January 31st, uh, competing in the RPS, benching single ply. I am very, very, very excited. Um, well, a word of caution, if anybody here is listening that try you know, talks to me regularly online or knows me personally, but, uh, the three days prior, so the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to go completely black just black out. I'm not going to, my phone's going to be off. I'm disconnected from the entire world. No social media, no Instagram, no texts, no calls. Um, I'm going to be completely focused just on the task at hand that weekend. I don't want no distractions. I don't want no questions or, Hey, good luck, man. Kill it, man. Yeah, man. You got... No, I don't need that crap. Um, I just need me and I need me and my my conscience and I need my wife and I need my training partners and my friends to just, I just need to have a successful day with no distractions. So I, I tend to do that. I go, I go completely operation blackout uh, a few days prior to a meet. So just if anybody hadn't known that or was, you know, wondering, but that's, that's what I do. So I'm going to end this episode on that note. Uh, just wanted to make an episode about the competition coming up. So and then obviously when the bat- Baddest Benchers comes around in March, I'll probably have an episode about the Baddest Benchers too. So that's still on schedule, man. March 20th, Baddest Benchers. Baddest Benchers on the Planet competition. IPA Bench and Deadlift Worlds in Kingwood, Texas, hosted by Tiny Meeker. So very excited for that as well. That's going to be a multiply meet for me. So a little uh, update. That's going to be multiply. The weekend after this competition on January 31st, I'm going right back in my multiply. Yes, the very next weekend because I don't take any time off. And uh, we're going to have some fun. So uh, please, I want you all to have a good, very, very good start to your week. I always do a little spiel on Patreon. I am running a Patreon. I put my training up on there six days a week. Full training, start to finish. Uh, Six days a week, like I said. Uh, two bench, three back, plus a shoulder day. If you're interested in that, it's $10 a month. You get full access. You get to see every single rep, every single set of every single movement I do in the gym that lead me to the big bench presses. I will leave you with that. Like I said, please have a good start to your week. I will come here next week and have a new topic for you. I believe it's a Q&A. If I remember my schedule correctly, I have a Q&A uh, podcast set for next week. So if you do know me or do get in contact with me and you have a topic or a question you want me to cover, DM me on Instagram and I will look at it. And if it's good, I'll include it with my uh, five question uh, Q&A. All right. So everybody have a good rest of your day. Have a good rest of your night. We will talk soon. Peace out. Be strong.